let every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I want to live for thee.
Ezekiel. <clears throat> the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. And for preaching purposes this morning, I want us just to lift out verse 11. Ezekiel, chapter 37. Verse 11. These are the words that you find. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dry, and our hope is lost. We're cut off for our parts. Our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. I, I want, just for a while this morning, I want to talk from this subject, I want to talk about the face of hopelessness.
and apologize just in case I run over, but y'all ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> Amen. So, so let's just go to the word of God because even in times like these, there is a word from the Lord. <clears throat> As I sat this week and watched in horror young people roaming the streets seeking what they call justice. I, I, I understood and I could feel quickly the sentiments of Jesus when he, when the word says he came to the shore and he saw the multitude and he saw them as sheep having no shepherd. My heart sank, my heart sank, and I found myself having to pull away from watching the TV. I had to pull myself away from watching and had to move to my secret place to talk to God and seek God for answers. God, what is this? God, What's going on? God, how have we come to this? God, I know, I know that they are responding to inequality. They are responding to racism. I, I know, I know what's going on, Lord. But Lord, I've been around for almost 70 years. I've seen my share of all of that. I understand oppression. I understand discrimination all of my life. I've been under the same oppression. I've been around the same racism. As a matter of fact, I I've seen it worse than what they're seeing right now. Are y'all hearing me? Lord, I understand where they are. I understand what they're doing. I was born in the segregated South. I was born at home because black folk couldn't go to the hospital. I lived in a segregated community. I, I, I attended segregated schools where we were not allowed to have new books. But all of our books were used books that had been thrown out by the white school. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The books that we had had already names in them, had names already in them, and they'd been scribbling all over every page. You had to scrape out somebody else's name and put your name in your book. Y'all ain't hearing me. There are times around here you will hear me, and it's not just another saying. It's not just a cute saying. You hear me say, is that in your book? <laughs> Let me tell you where that comes from. That, that comes because of those books that we had to use that had been used for years by somebody else. And sometime before we got them, the other folk had ripped pages out, and some of the pages were missing, and your teacher had to ask that she was going through she had to ask you, is that in your book? Because she knew that your book had been used for years and years. I distinctly remember the school superintendent uh, on the day the city yeah, came and took over our school. When the public school took over our segregated school, I remember the, 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 the superintendent showing up one day and saying to the principal, yeah, with all of these windows here, y'all don't need to be burning all of these lights. 
I remember that. I remember when black folk had to get off the sidewalk to let white folk pass. I've waited in the broom closet to see the doctor. I remember white-only water fountains. I remember traveling and stopping in the woods because there were no colored restrooms. I remember when black folk couldn't eat in restaurants or, or try on clothes in stores. I remember all of that. I remember when black folk couldn't vote. I remember watching my daddy disrespected by white folk. But he took it because he didn't want my mama to have to raise us alone. Father, I know oppression. God, I know oppression. I, 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 I know what it feels like to be oppressed. I know what it is to be, yeah, yeah, to have racism all around. But, but, but God, Father, in spite of all of that, it has never entered my mind to destroy somebody else's property. It has never entered my mind to act outside of my home training. I understand, but why? Lord, is all of this going on? I've been discriminated against. I know what it is to have, have to train somebody to become my supervisor. I, I, I know what it is to be paid less for the same work. God, this is not a new thing. I've seen it all before. I sat there and I reasoned with God and I talked with God and he let me get it all out. He let me say what I had to say. He let me get it out and then he began to reveal into my spirit. He said, let me tell you what you're witnessing right now. Let me share what you're witnessing right now. This is what happens, he says. This is what happens when oppressed people when they have come to a point of hopelessness. Y'all hear me? This is what happens. This is what happens when people are oppressed to a point where they no longer have any hope. Although, Richard, although you have seen all of this, although you've had these negative experiences and even greater injustices, you have also been raised in a family and in a home and in a community that was bastion, that were bastions of hope. You were raised in a community and in, in, in a, around people uh, who were encouragers. Your mother constantly told you you can make it if you try. Your daddy told you, 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 you yeah, yeah, your daddy told you, Kate died a long time ago. Gene Gregory used to say, Ken came to the funeral. Y'all ain't hearing me. You were raised in a community where the word was always, that boy is going to be something one day. At a young age, you were exposed to God's scent of music. As a child, you heard somebody singing, the Lord will make a way somehow. As a child, you heard mother in the corner singing, if anybody makes it, surely I will. You, you, you heard somebody lift that voice and sing, God is still on the throne. Within your bosom, you have a phone. You heard Deacon raise a hymn over there saying, the storm is passing over. 
Hallelujah. Are y'all hearing me? You heard somebody singing, I ain't going to let nobody turn me around. You heard people in the street singing, we shall overcome. You were raised, you were raised in hopes of a brighter day ahead. Not only that, you were spiritually awakened. You were able to see the hand of God moving. In your lifetime, yes, you saw bad, but you also saw the hand of God moving in your lifetime. You saw a change in segregation laws. Are y'all hearing me? You saw the end of colored bathrooms and colored water fountains. You saw the law change to allow you to sit down and eat wherever you wanted or can afford to. You, you, you saw schools integrated, sort of. And, and, and you saw God opening the voting booths. And, and all that did, all that did, when you saw those little subtle changes, those little changes, all that did was increase your faith. And it gave you hope. Are y'all hearing me? If he did it before, yeah, you began uh, growing up, you see little things changing, uh, and you began to say, if he did it before, he, he, he can do it. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, God says to me, you know what it is to have hope. But what you're witnessing, what you're witnessing now is a generation who for many reasons are living totally void of hope. You see, every family, every family did not respond to systematic racism like your family did. Are y'all hearing me? It's just by the grace of God that you were born into a family that did not stray away from their trust in God. Family whose faith was not altered by the roughness of the stony roads or the bitterness of the chastening rod. Are y'all hearing me? For many, the road we trod has been too stony and the chastening rod has been too bitter and their hopes died in the womb. Go back. Go back and look at their faces. Go back downstairs look at the television look at their faces how old are they for the most part they are young for the most part they are 35 and under these are children who in their short lives have seen more people die than you've seen in your whole lifetime y'all ain't hearing this they watch their fathers and their brothers and sometimes their mothers sentenced to prison for committing nonviolent crimes and labeled as criminals. But then they've also seen others commit worse crimes, shoot up homes, murder worshipers in church, shoot up schools, kill children, steal millions of dollars, and they are called mentally unstable. They are called embezzlers. They serve a little time until the cloud blows over and then they are released or pardoned. 
They've seen drug dealers arrested and drug suppliers ignored. Are y'all hearing this? Because grandmama was 13 when she got pregnant and mama was 13 when she got pregnant with you. Now you are a teenager and your grandmama is only 39. Y'all ain't hearing me. Grandma has never spoken a word of wisdom because she has no word of wisdom. She's too busy trying to make up for the life she missed. Yes, even in their short lifetimes, they've seen schools shut up. They've seen students killed. They've seen churches shut up. They've seen people of color lynched in the streets of this nation. And then there is social media. You and I, we heard about murders. We heard about lynchings on the radio or a sort on the late night news on the television or maybe read it in the newspaper but these children are y'all hearing me they, they see it live are y'all hearing me on Facebook they are actual witnesses of crimes they are actual witnessing murder right before their eyes and it goes on every day the only songs that they know are songs that are sung at the funeral by a paid funeral home staff member. Amazing grace. His eye is on the sparrow. And I won't complain. Are y'all hearing me? You, yes. They are indeed like the exiled people of God. Right here in this text. They're just like the people that we are reading about. Our bones are dry. Our hope is gone. We're cut off from our parts. Listen to where, listen to where they are. Listen to where they are because, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you look at where they are, you, you begin to see the people in the text. You begin to see where we are right now. This is their own analysis of themselves. Not only are we dead, but we are void of anything that looks like life. Are y'all hearing me? Our bones are dried because of our condition. Because of our condition, we have no hope in life. Not only that, not only that, we are cut off from our parts. We are cut off from our history. We are cut off from our heritage. And yeah, we, we, are, we are cut off from those folk. Yeah, Grant, I, I, I know I got somewhere down the line somebody trusted God, but I've been cut off from them. Are y'all hearing me? That's what's going on here. That's what's going on here in the text. These people of God have lost their way and they've lost their way to the extent that they felt like there is absolutely no hope 
of recovery. But then comes the prophet Ezekiel. That faithful preacher. That faithful preacher who although he was living in the same captivity they were living in. Y'all ain't hearing me. Although he was a slave himself, he living under the same captivity, but in spite of that, he stayed in touch with God. Y'all ain't hearing me. Stayed in touch with God, and because he stayed in touch with God, God used him as a prophet to his people. Go back now. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, if you will, if you will now, brothers and sisters, uh, he, he, he's using Ezekiel now. You can go back and read the beginning of this chapter. You see, God took this prophet that was in touch. He took him and put him in the midst of a hopeless situation. Put him in the midst of a situation that was more hopeless than anybody here can imagine. He put him down in the midst of a valley that was full of dead, dry bones. Doesn't get much more hopeless than dead, dry bones. And then once he gets him down there, he poses a question to the prophet. The same question that he was roundabout proposing to me while I was talking to him. He says to the prophet, can these bones live? Oh, me and God had a conversation. We had, you had a conversation. He says, I, you up here telling me about how bad they are. You're telling me about how far out they are. Let me ask you a question. Can they live? Are y'all hearing me? Oh, I, I, I hear about, I, I heard your report about what they're doing. I heard your report about how bad it looks. But let me ask you a question. You my prophet, can they? Y'all ain't hearing me. Can these bones? You see, my brothers and sisters, much of the bones recovery depends on what you believe about the bones. Y'all hear me? Much of that recovery depends on what you believe about the bones. If you don't believe they can live, it's doubtful that God will ever use you to make them live. Are y'all hearing me? If you don't believe they, that they can live, then God has to find somebody else. You will be of no service in, in bringing them back to life. If you don't believe that they're worth the effort, if you don't believe they're worth the effort, it's doubtful that God will use you to help them to live. Ezekiel is torn. He's torn between what he's looking at and the God he's talking to. Y'all ain't hearing me. He, he's torn. He's torn between the scene that he's looking at and the God that he's talking to. So he gave a safe answer. Listen to his answer. Oh, Lord God, thou knowest. Y'all hearing me? Yeah, in other words, God, I, I don't know. Let me just go on and, and I don't know, but I know that you know. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, Lord God, thou 
knowest. Verse 4 says to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I want you, listen, prophesy upon these dead, dry bones. Prophesy. Preach to the prophesy upon these dead, dry bones. Y'all hearing me? I want you to prophesy to this hopeless looking situation. And what I want you to say to them, I want you to say to them, hear the word of the Lord. But Lord, they ain't even got no ears. Lord, I look silly standing up here preaching in a situation like this. I, I, I look silly out here You're in the middle of all of this trying to tell. Are y'all hearing me? Lord, but he says prophesy to these dead, dry bones. Preach to these dead, dry bones. And, and then don't just preach. Let's milk this thing. He says, I want you to preach prophetically. Y'all ain't hearing this. Prophetically, that. He says, I, I want you to talk to them about what they're going to be. <laughs> Dead, dry bones. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Dead and dry. But I want you to talk to them about what they are going to be. I want you to make some predictions uh, with the assurance that I can back it up. Prophesy to these dead dry bones. God needs some folk who are not afraid, who are not ashamed to speak over dead situations. Are y'all hearing me? God needs some folk who can lay their pride down, forget about what it looks like, and speak life over dead looking. Situation. Look at the nature of his prophecy. Verse 5. He makes promises to dead, dry bones. He says, I will cause breath. <laughs> Talking to dead bones. I will cause breath. That The Greek word is ruah. Breath. To enter you and you stick a pen right there. That ruah, it, it can be translated breath, wind, spirit. It, yeah, I'm gonna cause that Amen. to come back into you. But he also says, here's the other prophecy. Verse 6, he says, I'm gonna put muscle, and I'm gonna put flesh, and I'm gonna put skin. Are y'all hearing me? Get this now. He's preaching the dead, dry bones. This is God speaking. He's speaking and he's making promises to dead, dry bones. He's making promises in a hopeless situation. Well, Ezekiel, walking in obedience to God, didn't ask no more questions, just started preaching in a hopeless situation and he begins to walk in obedience to God uh, yeah and because he's walking in obedience God begins to move in power oh ye dry bones <laughs> yeah 
the word of the Lord. Ezekiel said, Ezekiel said, while I was preaching in this valley, nobody was there but me and a bunch of dead dry bones. But while I was preaching, I was annoyed. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Dead church. But somebody made some noise. Are y'all hearing me? Everything out there dead, but something made some noise. That thing started shaking around and the bones started coming together. And even as he stood there looking, as he stood there looking, bones have come together. And as he stood there looking, flesh began to come on the bones. And now... What used to be a valley of dead, dry bones is now a valley of bodies. Are y'all hearing this? What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying, well, things are looking better. Y'all ain't hearing me. Things are looking better. What? What a wonder. What a miracle. A moment ago, there were just dead, dry bones. Now, their bodies. What a miracle. But sometimes, this is where we mess up. Are y'all hearing me? We often stop when situations get better. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. Sometimes we stop because situations get better. Yes, the bones have come together. Yes, he's got flesh back on the bones, but that ain't what God promised. Are y'all hearing me? That ain't all God promised. God says, I'm going to restore his breath. Y'all ain't hearing me. Don't just stop because things look better. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm not sure that's not, not, that's not the mistake that we already made. Things got a little better and we stopped. Things got a little better and we turned our backs on God. No, you can't stop until you got it. Everything God says is yours. Don't ever settle for anything short of what the Lord says it's going to be. God says, now, got a body there let me fulfill the rest of my promise now I want you to preach to the wind <laughs> to turn and preach to the wind yeah are y'all hearing that that word again ruah are y'all hearing me wind breath spirit I want you to speak to the wind speak to the spirit speak to breath and have, uh, yeah, say, I need you to blow down into the valley. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I want you to send down your spirit, send down your breath that these bones might live. The story ends with the bodies standing up on their feet. Y'all ain't, there's your shout right there. Yeah, with, with, with the bodies that used to be dead, dry bones standing up on their feet as an exceeding mighty army. And as the story ends, God has taken what seemed to be an impossible situation and God has turned it completely around. 
So, as I go to my seat, let me encourage somebody out there. Let me encourage somebody. There is hope. Don't you throw your hands up. There is hope. Don't give up on those children out there on the street. There is hope. Don't, don't despair over what you're seeing on the TV. I come by to tell you today that there is hope. There is a God who rules above. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say there is a God who rules above with a hand of power and a heart of love. I come by to tell you that there is hope. There's hope because God can still turn any situation around. All God needs is somebody, are y'all hearing me, who still believes him. All God needs is somebody who's still in touch with him. He needs somebody who can still be moved by his mighty hand. All he needs is somebody who is not ashamed to stand in what looks like a hopeless situation. Stand there and say, oh, ye dry bones. Yeah, the word of the law. You see, our hope, my brothers and my sisters, uh, our hope in every hopeless situation lies in the power of the word of God. Are y'all hearing me? All God needs is somebody who is not ashamed to go downtown Atlanta and say weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. Somebody who will stand at the martyr station and say put all your trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Somebody who will stand in a young thug's face and say wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He will strengthen thine heart. Somebody who's willing to stand up and say don't be weary in well doing because there is reward if you faint not. Yes. And finally my brothers and my sisters uh, yeah finally if dead uh, are impossible situations uh, are to turn around uh, we've got to call on God to breathe on us y'all ain't hearing me if you're going to have the power that you need to help things get better you got to look toward heaven and say Lord breathe on us are y'all hearing me the difference uh, between life uh, and death yeah, is breath. <laughs> Y'all are hearing me. The difference uh, between life and death uh, is breath. The difference between life and death is the spirit of a living God. That's why every day... Every day God sends, you ought to look toward heaven. Say, Spirit, 
of a living God fall fresh on me. Spirit of a living God fall fresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, then fill me. Yeah, Spirit of a living God fall fresh on me. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, don't give up because there is still hope. Yeah. Ask me how I know, yeah, because where I am is not where I've always been. It was nothing but the grace of God. Are y'all hearing me? I'm standing right here because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus, Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust a sweeter frame, but holy, holy, lean on Jesus' name, on Christ. Y'all ain't hearing me. On Christ, the one who suffered, bled, and died. On Christ, the one who was nailed to my cross. On him who was laid in my tomb. But him who got up on Sunday morning with all power in his hand. Yes, yes, there is hope. Hold on, just a little while longer. Everything, yes. Don't, don't you let the devil fool you. Don't you throw up your hands. There is still hope. story it's told of a ship that was going down sinking and the people on board the ship were running all over the place and they thought that the ship was going to sink and as a little boy they had some jacks and he was just there playing with his jacks and everybody else was running around the ship running all over the place and the ship was in a storm it was tossing and it was tossing and it was tossing and everybody else was afraid and they finally went some went to the boy and said don't you know that this ship is about to sink don't you see that we're in a storm how can you sit there playing jacks how can you sit there playing he says uh, I can do it because the captain is my daddy and he knows I'm on the ship. The captain is my daddy and he, he knows I'm not even worried because I know he's going to keep this thing going. He knows I'm on the ship. And do it, knowing this time, we, we got reminded that who we are, we, we are our Heavenly Father's children. And as dreadful as this looks, you need to know that God knows 
how much of this, how much of this we can put up with. <coughs> I'm going to call up my help now. Y'all get your mics. Y'all get your mics. Come up. We are our Heavenly Father's children. Come now.
in the same place and that is at the cross Amen. these are some tough times all of us are witnessing things that we have never seen before we we're seeing in a day that it looks like everything and everybody is out of control but that is a God and I, I want to plead with you today. Brings. And the only way you can have that peace is to be in him. So wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, no matter where you're tuned in, even if you hear it later, I want you to know that God is beckoning you. He is. For some reason, he woke you up this morning and you might have stumbled across this. <laughs> but that's God trying to get you where you need to be. There is hope today. But you need a Savior. And the word says, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So wherever you are, you can accept him right now. Wherever you are, it's just a matter of your saying yes right where you are and then once you say yes then it becomes your responsibility to find yourself a bible based and a bible believing a bible teaching church hope it's here but if it's not here go to one find one go to the pastor and tell him about the decision that you're making here this morning Jesus keep me 
near the cross. Jesus came me Mm-hmm. 
don't we give God praise in his house? Why don't we just give God praise in his house? We thank God for his word. We thank God for the comfort that we find in his word. We thank God for the direction and the hope that we find in his word. Children of God, don't be weary. Don't don't grow weary. God still rules. And he still super rules the heavens and the earth, even in the midst of this virus, in the midst of all of the meanness we see around us. God is still sovereign. He still rules and he still super rules the heavens and the earth. Let me just thank all of you for tuning in to us today. Thank you for your faithfulness and continually just tuning in and and churching right along. The test for the church right now is can the church be the church outside of this building? That's the test for the church right now. Can we grow outside of this building? Can we, will we stay in the word outside of this building? That's the test for the church. And I, I, I'm glad to announce that we, we, we're passing this thing. I want to announce that. I just want to announce that. I, I'm just so proud of what we're doing, that the people are tuning in to their study sessions and that we continue to worship. I want to thank you for continue, your continual stewardship uh, it is just a blessing. It is a blessing that, that in our stewardship we haven't missed a beat. That all of you have come to the point of maturity. That you know the importance and you know that your stewardship is important to all that God is doing here. So thank you so much for being so faithful in your stewardship again today. As always, after the service is over, you'll get instructions. If you're tuning in for the first time, you'll get instructions as to how you might share uh, with this ministry, again, let me say to you, if you don't have a church home, uh, we are wide open here. We are wide open. Uh, if you don't have a church home, please know, please know that, that you can call the church office, give us your name. I've had the pleasure of contacting two or three people already just by phone who desire to be members of this congregation. So just call in, just call in, and I can do what I need to do right on the phone. All we need is connected spirits. So just call in and we're looking. We, I just believe that God is going to show us some stuff. He's already showing us some stuff. And we thank God for it. Got some good news. Got some good news. Um, the good news is that on next Sunday, is that June 7th? June 7th. On next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to have the opportunity to at least, if you want to, to at least see each other's face. Now... No, we ain't ready to come back up in here. <laughs> Please know that. We ain't ready. It ain't time yet. But on next Sunday, this is the time that we celebrate our graduates. Those, those children have put all of this time in, 12 years, and the devil has tried to shut down that graduation. He, but I'm watching all around us. We're going to celebrate these kids. We're going to celebrate these kids. So next Sunday... I want you to tune in to the service now. Tune in to the service. But after the service is over, at 3 o'clock on next Sunday, uh, I want that you're going to have, we're going to have a drive-through fellowship next Sunday. We have a drive-through. Now, we got, 
we got plenty of space. We got parking lots everywhere. And you're going to come next Sunday. You're going to get a chance to drive through. Our graduates will be here and in place. All you can do is drive by and wave at them and holler at them and, and congratulate them and bring whatever gift you have for them. But as you come through next week, as you come through next week, uh, just drive through at 3 o'clock. I'd love to see all of y'all. I'm going to be here watching. I want to see y'all. I miss y'all. So I, I want everybody, please just come. Let's drive through our parking lots. Wave at your fellow, your brothers and sisters. Wave at them as you pass. We're still not ready. We're still not ready to, to, to get out and start hugging on each other and going on. <laughs> we love each other. but We ain't quite ready for that yet. We'll be back directly. We'll be back directly. But right now, all we want to do is what we can do. And that is get in your car next Sunday at 3 o'clock. There'll be people out here to direct you. And we're just going to drive through parking lots and you can get an opportunity to see people that you haven't had a chance to see in two months. This is what we're going to call fellowship. Are y'all hearing me? This is going to be our, our, our celebration by our graduates and it's going to be our drive through fellowship on next Sunday at 3 o'clock. Amen? Amen. Let me also, while we're doing this, see, we're having to learn to do a whole lot of stuff. While we're coming through, we'll have your communion set ready. So you'll be able to pick up that communion set as you come through. You'll be able to pick up communion and uh, copies of uh, uh, study materials and envelopes. We're going to have all that ready for you as you come through. So as you come through, not only can you wave, you can replenish. <laughs> you can get your stash, you can fix your stash back up. So all of that's going to be ready. Also on next Sunday, we have our quarterly word for the day. It is back. It is back. We've got the next three months, the next three months. So you will also have the opportunity to pick this up. Now you know what the rule is. There is no charge. There is no charge. But there is, we, we are asking for a donation. And the donation is only so that we can get the next one ready. <laughs> the donation is only so. So now the rule is you can't buy just one. You can't. No matter what your donation is, we ain't going to tell you what that is. But whatever your donation is, you have to take at least two because we know you're going to keep one of them. But you have to take at least two because you, at least two. But the, the, the key is, the other is for you to make sure that you give to somebody else. And what better time than right now? You just now met your neighbor. You've been at home every day. You had never met him before, but you done met him now. So now is the time for you to just hand them, and I know people are a little funny about stuff. Get you some Lysol and spread it down before you hand it to them. Do, what you, do whatever you need. Do what you need to do, but just hand it out. Just make sure that, that you take more than one of these, make a donation, get more than one of these, and just hand it to somebody. There's life here. There's life here. There's hope here. And so please, let's do that on, on, next, on next Sunday. Also, we want to be in prayer. Uh, death has invaded our ranks once again, Brother Rodney Todd. Uh, Brother Rodney Todd has gone home to be with the Lord. Uh, I spoke with his wife, Anna, earlier. Uh, at this point, there will be no formal celebration. There will be no celebration right now here, but there will be something planned later on for us. So right now, let us all just keep her in prayer. Let's keep her in prayer. Uh, she was sharing uh, that she's appreciative of all of the love and calls and things, but she says it's a bit overwhelming, and you have to understand that. 
So, so sometimes maybe you just need to pray. <laughs> sometimes the best thing to do is just pray. And then those who have called her over the years, those who are close to her, they'll, they'll, they'll let us know how she's doing. But let's, let's not overwhelm her right now. Let's just, let's just pray and keep her in our prayers. And uh, if she's listening, I hope she knows that she can call us anytime, any of us, and we'll be glad to do whatever needs to be done. Again, thank everybody. Thank the praise team. Thank everybody. Thank, and that's when I say everybody. I'm talking like I got a crowd here, but I, I do thank the, this handful I got here. I thank God. Thank God for each one of you. Thank God for those upstairs who are making all of this possible to our minister music and our drama. Amen. We thank God for all of you and thank God for your presence. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. 048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.